Hello, friend. Welcome back to the kingdom within. Um, I'll tell you, this is actually a challenge for me, and it's also a beautiful thing um, that I'm able to get on here and talk to you all. The truth is I figured out this technology because I'm at home uh, with this isolation from the coronavirus like the rest of y'all, and I've been meaning to think about looking into how to do the uh, podcast, but truth is that technology and me, well, I'm not always good at it. So here I am with a little time on my hands. Today I took a vacation day from work, so um, I'm actually at home without working at home. So I thought I would take a little uh, time to create another episode. So this is an episode just like all the rest. It's not about you believing what I say, because the kingdom within my kingdom isn't yours, and yours isn't mine, friend. We're just who we are. The question is, are we thinking about what we're thinking about? And if we want to start thinking about what we're thinking about, is Jesus the right answer? And I'm not telling you he's the right answer for you. I'm telling you he is for me. But this is what I know from my own belief. Um, Jesus holds all the keys to the kingdom. See, because he showed us the way to do it. Not that we're going to do it perfectly. But he showed us that forgiveness is the key. You see... Christians, uh, a lot a lot of people say that, you know, they hang everything on that John 3, 16, that he's the light and the way and no one goes to the Father but through him. You know, I believe that's true. But here's another truth, and here's the one that a lot of people don't want to look at. That, friend, I believe you are the light and the way, and the only way for me to get to the Father's but through you. And that is a challenging thought. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it right because I'm going to do it wrong. But I'm going to keep on coming. Day in and day out. Keep seeking the kingdom. Keep finding it in my heart. Because this morning when I was sitting out there thinking about doing these, one thing is I have absolutely no views yet. And I just created these yesterday. So... But this is what my thought of Satan, which is my thought of fear and selfishness, told me. They told me, they said, it said, uh, you know, Jason, people are going to uh, not like what you have to say. In fact, somebody's going to get upset about it. And they're going to probably think about how it is you're so wrong that they ought to do God a favor and um, maybe eliminate you before you lead the flock astray. Because, friend, that's what people do when they're not thinking about love. You know, it brought a a thought to me about it's kind of like people that are uh, the abortionists. Most of them are all good people trying to live their highest truth. But every now and then, someone has in the past, and I can't tell you how many times or where or when, I just remember I've heard about it. And, you know, it's like any other truth, who knows? It's just what I know, what my thought of Satan is using on me. 
and that is that in the past, um, those same people that are trying to save lives get so upset and get so wrapped up in their thought that they decide to attempt to take or take a life of one of the people that do the abortions. So I'm not under the illusion that that somebody that wants to be right is going to listen to my podcast and figure out how it is that they're right and I'm wrong and they better save the world by ending me, right? But here's the truth. The truth is I've been hiding my whole life and every time I come out into the light, I become afraid and then I go back to hiding my truth. And in my life, I'm like you. I I live in the world where you can't talk about Jesus much because, you know, um, people don't see what I see in him and they see what other people see and they see people hurting people. You know, here's just an interesting thing. And this is why I don't this is why I know that it's right that they don't believe. Sometimes if you look at someone's Facebook page, it kind of reads like a um, psychological profile. And people will get on there and post mean, nasty things. And I don't know if you don't like me, then don't be my friend and all of this stuff and, and, you know, kind of meanness. And then in the middle of all that, they posted Jesus. Now, friend, I see this person posted Jesus post. And then I see them judging everyone else so that they can feel self-righteous. Yes, that uh, I can understand why people don't want to know Jesus. Because the truth is, when I thought that that was what he was about, then I didn't want to read what he had to say either. Because those are painful thoughts. I mean, if that's what you get out of religion, then... Hey, more power to you, friend. So I'm not here to tell you that I'm going to tell you how to get the kingdom at the end of the day. You know, because the kingdom for me is what I have now. And what I have now is peace. And I didn't have peace a little while ago. Even when that thought of Satan came to me, it tried to take it from me. But the Holy Spirit, then I turned back to it. It then told me the same thing it always does. And that is that love is the way that if I judge them, then I judge God for allowing them to be. And they have the right to be here just as much as I do. And they're learning exactly what I'm learning. And that is that suffering isn't fun. And so, but Jesus didn't come and he didn't get all self-righteous. He actually... The only ones that he judged were the people that were being self-righteous. If you said you were right, he questioned you on it. But the ones that knew they were wrong, he never questioned that. Everybody knows that it's wrong to hurt other people. The question is, do we hurt other people when we're being right and telling them they're wrong? And the answer is yes. So that leaves me a dilemma. How do I talk to you without judging your truth? And the truth is, I can't any more than you can. So I'm posting it here in outer space, right? In the internet. So this is the great thing about giving my truth here. A, unless somebody hacks me, you don't have to 
think about me because it really doesn't matter because you don't know me anyway. And if you do, well, you know, my thought of Satan has already told me that I have to be afraid of everything. So that thoughts come to mind too. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that I am talking about my truth, but you have free will to close this anytime you like. So it really doesn't matter whether you uh, like what I have to say because you have free will and your free will has a finger with a button that says close. So here I feel like I can talk about my love for Christ and allow you your freedom not to listen. So, because I told you in the first episode about that I was diagnosed as having a mental illness and put in a psychiatric hospital. Um, so, but I also look at the scripture, and when Jesus was preaching, they actually, the people, it said the people from that knew him, I forget the exact wordings, like I told you, I'm not here to quote scripture word for word. I want you to go read it and check it out for yourself. And that is that they said, look, he's lost his mind. So they went to lay hands on him. So back then they didn't have psychiatric hospitals, right? So they wouldn't have put him there. So, but the truth is they didn't put me there. I put myself there because when I started talking about what God was teaching me, um, he had to teach me the good and the bad. Uh, he had to let me see that what's going on, see, because I was afraid. I was afraid of God. And because I was afraid of God, I couldn't really love God the way I wanted to. I couldn't have this relationship because my fear was always in my heart. So, there come a time in my life a long time ago, and not that you're going to believe a word of this, and tell you the truth, I don't expect you to. When I had, at one point, had a, a good job after losing my business, filing bankruptcy, I got back on my feet, got in a management position, and I was working again. Then that bank crash in 2011 happened, and I lost my job, and my family, some of them lost their jobs and everybody went into financial crisis. It looked a lot like this coronavirus thing right now, you know. People's fear started flying everywhere. People started losing things. Well, one night I was standing outside my house and I had enough. And I'd had the Holy Spirit talk to me on and off, but not like I do now. You know, lead me directions. Uh, tell me things. Well, I stood in my yard and I said, and I said this out loud to God, looking up at the sky in the dark. I said, I don't care if you got a whip and beat me. I don't care if you have to nail me to the freaking cross. If you don't tell me the truth, I can't stand it anymore. So do me a favor and either kill me or give me the truth because I am so tired of looking at all the suffering and seeing people hurting each other and not understanding because I was in so much pain. And that's when the first time this voice appeared in a clear way that it never did before. And a death came to my mind. 
And the voice said, do you agree? And I'll tell you, I don't talk about that death. I think I might have said something about it once years ago, back when it first happened, and I agreed to it. I didn't agree to it because I liked the death. Because truth of the matter is, there aren't really any good ways to die. The truth is that, uh, you know, unless you're going to get a quick heart attack or die in your sleep, most of the ways to leave in this world aren't a pleasant thought. I'm not afraid of death. I'm afraid of pain. That's what I am. I'm a coward. I don't like pain. Um, but I was already in pain. The emotional pain was far worse than what the physical pain could be because I have this dilemma of God is love and I couldn't find the love in what he created. And from that day forward, this voice started talking to me and it would ask me questions and it would say things. And thoughts would come. And part of knowing God is knowing why he does what he does. And though what he does doesn't make any sense when you're trying to be of the world, if you really start to get to know Jesus and you do the things that he asked and you, and you really start trying to be the person that he was, you find that you're at peace. You get this you get this good feeling about yourself. When you're helping other people, you feel good about yourself. You just feel like you're worthy. You know, you got a purpose. You're, you've got a worthy purpose. It doesn't mean you're going to get it right. And I'm not saying you have to have nothing because Jesus himself said that some will have more and some will have less. And who are you the right to judge on how much God wants someone to have? So the truth is we have to all have more and less. But the truth is that none of that matters. The question is, do you have what you want? And the question is, do you know why you want what you want? Because those are the truths that lead you to this place. Jesus said, come to me like a child. Well, I'll tell you, friend, have you, do you remember when you've been around a child at that why stage? And you say that the sky is blue and they ask why, and they drive you insane with these questions on why. Well, what they're doing is they're forming their belief system. They're trying to understand why it is that things are the way they are so that they can put a logic to it and create a new reality for themselves. Unfortunately, us as adults, we get frustrated. We don't really look at what they're doing. And that is they're trying to figure out why it is we're doing what we're doing. I remember when I got caught smoking when I was a little kid, my parents spanked me for it. And they told me that they were doing it for my good um, because smoking would kill you. Well, here's the problem, friend. Both of my parents smoked. So now here I am, a child. And they're telling me that they're committing suicide. But in their mind, they're not. They're just doing an addiction, right? So we always do things that don't make sense. But then we try to make sense of it and try to feed children a truth that they can't understand. And no wonder we become mixed up adults, right? So the kingdom isn't about doing things right. There, It's about knowing why you're doing what you're doing so that you can choose again. Because I'm going to tell you, friend. The kingdom didn't come to me with ease. It came to me through suffering. Even now, I still suffer. The path is just narrower. 
So I don't have to hurt you the way I used to before I realized that I'm hurting me. The moment I say something mean to someone, I start feeling the pain. When I'm driving down the road, if I judge a driver, my blood pressure goes up and all that. Friend, I'm telling you, I know that I'm in pain. And the quickest way to get back to the path is to realize that the thing I'm yelling, that I'm upset with the other driver was about was actually something I've done in the past to someone else because I haven't been a great driver. I told you I come from the dark, friend. I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just here to help you think about what it is you're thinking about. So I know why people are doing what they're doing. They're doing it because they're not thinking about it or they don't know better. Because when they were in their why stage, they got a lot of wrong whys or they got traumatized and abused. There's a million reasons on why people are doing evil things. And the truth is that the only way that one person can learn to do something different is someone else is willing to give them a new idea. And Jesus did that for us. Because if you do believe in the John 3.16, here's your dilemma. You can't really believe that unless you believe everything he said. Otherwise, you're saying that Jesus lied about everything except for one thing. So I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Or, and I'm not here to tell you the Bible's right. Because to tell you the truth, this is my word. Most everything I've learned, a Bibelonian. <laughs> Someone that justifies their truth. With the entire Bible, I consider a Babylonian or a Babylonian, however you want to say it. And that is that they use Old Testament scripture to justify their truth, or they justify it through what someone else said. Here's the truth Jesus is my light and my way, and therefore I cannot justify any truth unless I justify it through him. And that leaves me a narrow path to walk. That means that. I, that when I'm trying to eat fruit, that every time I get a little bit, I end up looking at other people, and then I want to help them, and then I give them some, and then because I give them some, I don't end up having much from myself. So that path leads me to peace, but it doesn't leave me to have much in this way of the world. And I don't give much because I don't have much. That's the truth. The truth is I have more time than I have money, so I try to give my time. So I give my little bit of time and my little bit of money. And even a lot of that, I hog it up, walking in the wilderness, talking to the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, you could say that's selfish, but that's what Jesus did when he was away from the people. He went into the wilderness to seek the Spirit. So. I spend my time, if I'm not trying to help someone or do something meaningful, I try to spend it more on um, seeking this thought, this this Holy Spirit, the one that talks to me and I talk to it. And yes, because I have a voice in my head, you could call me crazy. But this is what the voice tells me. It says, if I tell you to not judge anyone, and to love thy neighbor as thyself, and to love all of you, all of them, and all of me, even if I'm wrong, am I not still right? How can I argue that, friend? It doesn't tell me to judge. That's my other thought. That's my evil thought. My other thought says that if I don't have enough, that I'm going to starve to death. The truth is, here I am 
I'll be 50 coming up. <clears throat> and I don't have a retirement. And I don't have children. And I don't have a relationship with my stepchildren. It's going to make them feel obligated to take me in at all. But I'm not worried about the future because you know what? Jesus said not to be. The truth is, there was a time in my life where I used to think about taking my life all the time, and this thought used to tell me, kill myself, because everybody hated me anyway. But now I love me, and I love you, and I love God. Yet there's times when when I look out at the world that I'm kind of ready to go, you know, because not that, not that I want to die, because I love what I do, and I love the people that I help, and um. But it can be a painful thing. So I've just learned that, you know, as I go, that the Jesus said, be in the world, not of it. I don't look at the world much anymore, friend. There was a time that I used to do some political advocacy uh, for mental health because I work in the mental health system. And that was kind of part of my passion is helping other people by helping them get what they need. And I do that. I still do that in some forms. But I had to back way off because I found that it took the kingdom from me because the more into advocacy I got, the more angry I became because I kept looking at how people aren't thinking about what they're thinking about and how they are doing it. So the truth is that politicians do what they do because they do what you want and because you want what you want, they're doing it. And though it might not be what you want, it's what they think everyone wants. And a lot of people are unconsciously, they want less taxes. I get it. I get it, friend. Who wants to pay more taxes? But somebody's got to pay to feed the homeless and clothe the naked and uh, take care of those that are in prison, right? Jesus told us that we were supposed to do these things. But since we don't always do it on our own, the government has to kind of step in and help us out. But I got to tell you, the church is a pretty amazing thing in a lot of ways because most of your food cupboards and soup kitchens, they're almost all ran by churches. So, friend, if you go to church and you hate my truth, you just know that if you're loving him that way and you're taking care of people, I love you for it, friend. Truth is, if you're not doing it, I love you anyway. I love you because God loves you. And because if I don't love you, I can't fully love him. And my life isn't about what I have. It's about what I'm being. And what I'm being is what I am. And every time I become something else, I'm unhappy with myself. And I turn back to the truth that works for me. And that is I just try to stay on this path. And every time I fall off my wagon, I jump right back on. And therefore, I might lose the kingdom for a minute, sometimes even a day. But you know what? I don't have to lose it for long because I don't stay away. Typically, a time for me to be away from the kingdom before the suffering begins is minutes, sometimes hours. Real tough, you know. I'm like you. I still have to go to a job and work with people that don't believe what I believe. And I can't talk about my truth because if I did, they'd all give me the boot. So I have to figure out how to be something while I'm being something else. And I'll tell you, that, that can be a challenge. So I'm not expecting perfection from me, and I don't think God is either. The truth is, he created me so that he could know love by experience. And since I love him and he loves me, 
we're getting the experience we were looking for. And enough of you love me that you have taught me that that's what I'm looking for in my life. And he said that if you want to, if you want to do the right thing, that to not just love those that love you, but love those that hate you. Love those that don't know you. He said, even the sinners, they love the people they love. Friend, I can tell you, those people in prison, if you go mess with the mother they love, they will beat you to death. And they're doing it for love. So love can go all about different ways. So I'm not talking about a human love. I'm talking about a, a, a love for God, a love for everything, the spiritual awakening. So... You know, these thoughts are the thoughts that Jesus has taught me. So I've learned to forgive others their debts as I so I can be forgiven mine because the Lord's prayer that he taught me didn't say that I was going to receive forgiveness. He said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So if I'm not forgiving them their debts, then why would he forgive me mine? And the suffering that I create wasn't his, it was mine. I'm the one who created this. But I'm telling you, when you start looking at these thoughts and you start looking at what you're doing and start realizing how far out of a compliance you are and that you're in dead eye up to your nose and, you know, that you don't know even know how to get out of it and how do you have faith when you have so much and you have so little, I'll tell you, this is a challenging place to be. So the kingdom isn't found on... Um, pretending that that's all going to work out. The kingdom is found on thinking about what it is you're thinking about. How is it that this is going to work in your life? How can you start becoming conscious? How can you find forgiveness? How can you find forgiveness for others? And I'll tell you, as long as I'm looking at this, the plank in my eye, I don't see the speck in yours. Maybe someday he'll remove the plank, but this is the problem, friend. I'm almost afraid he will, because if he removes all the plank from my eye, I might start looking at the speck in yours. So the truth is that the plank in my eye, I put it there every now and then just to remember I'm human, even when I'm not. I used to say, have a saying that I used to say a lot and I still do, and that is I make a mistake once a day whether I need to or not just to stay in practice. I say that to myself because when I don't hold myself accountable, I can come to God like a child and be like, hey, you know what? I screwed up again. I'm not talking about hurting people intentionally. I'm talking about screwing up things at work, screwing up things in my personal life, forgetting something that I should have done. The truth is that I don't have the truth. I have the truth that works for me. And the truth is, there is no truth except the truth you have about the truth you have. So the question is, is the truth that you have, friend, bringing you the kingdom? And if it's not, then maybe together we can look for a greater truth. And we won't judge them. We'll forgive them for they know not what they do. And we'll just try to make our experience in this world about coming to know we, who we are through love. And because we love those that hate us then God gets the experience he's looking for. And that is to know that we love him. Through our sacrifice, he can know his own love. Well, friends, it's gotten to be about that time. I try not to make these too terribly long. 
I don't want to bore you to death or put too much in there all at one time. Okay. Well, until the next time, friend, may you have a blessed day. Remain calm through all this insanity and know that God's got your back. There's nothing to worry about. There's, you know, the truth is that what happens if you lose everything? You haven't lost you. And if you find the kingdom, even the kingdom you have, you'll be given again. So no worries then. But I want to ask you a question before I go, and I'm going to leave it at this. In the Bible, or for some reason, I'm not sure where it is. You know, I, I like I told you, I don't have everything memorized. Jesus is what I know. Four books of the Bible I know pretty good, and uh, I read them regularly. And I'm not a smart person, so don't expect me to know anything. Because truth is, the only thing I really know is that I don't know anything. And everything I know, he knows for me. And he'll remind me of one thing before he reminds me of another. So I don't know how to put my thoughts in the right order, but you know, the Holy Spirit does. And if I just keep going back to him, he keeps giving me the better thoughts. So Christianity typically says that there is, you get one shot at this and then it's over. And that you don't return to earth. For one thing, friend, if you look in a microscope and a telescope, you'll see the same thing. So that brings up a whole nother topic. But to tell you the truth, I'm not here to talk about all of that. I'm here to talk about Jesus and about the Bible, because that's where most people get their truth. So those are the truths that need to be questioned because everything's right and everything's wrong. And the choice you make is the one you have. So here's my question. If there is no 